So our topic for today is zeal. Say zeal. 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 Amen. The book of Second Timothy. Second Timothy chapter four, verse seven. Second Timothy chapter four, verse seven. Apostle Paul is talking to Timothy. He said, I have fought a good fight. I have finished my course. I have kept the feet. Amen. I have fought a good fight. I have finished my course. I have kept the feet. Amen. These three sentences made by Apostle Paul is not a sentence that was made in three seconds. These are sentences that were made over the years. Amen. So, Apostle Paul is making us understand here that the work of ministry is a fight. Is a what? Is a fight. The work of ministry is a labor. Amen. Imagine if somebody just spends time watching movie or spends time in the mall, can the person just stand up and say, Hey, I have fought a good fight. After the person has spent time in the mall, is it possible? No. After spending time entertaining yourself, enjoying yourself, and then you and then you've landed from a party or stadium to watch football, then you come and you say, I have fought a good fight. And then they will ask you, What fight? And you say, I supported the Black Stars. I supported Chelsea very well on the stadium. Is that the fact? Now, when Apostle Paul said, I have fought a good fight, he's talking about something that has cost him his life. He would have lost his life. His life was included. Amen. Amen. So when he said, I have fought a good fight, it is not just ordinary like that. Amen. And it is not just there so that we will be saying it, I have fought a good fight. We have not even seen anything yet in ministry. Amen. Amen. Do you know that Apostle Paul could have said, I am no longer continuing this thing. Am I the only Christian? What did he do? Because he's preaching the gospel, they will turn him like a thief. Just because of preaching the gospel, they will put him on the ship with a lot of soldiers surrounding him. As if he's one high time and one great time arm robber. You get it? So all these all these experiences through which Apostle Paul went through. That was why he was able to say, I have fought a good fight. And mind you, 
he meant that he never gave up. You remember that when they were on the sorry, when they were um, on the sea, going to Rome, you know, for fourteen days, this man did not eat bread or what, or what, or drink water. He could have said, "God, this one is enough." You got it. So this man suffered a lot. You know, let's let's think clearly. Just imagine, in those days they don't have car. In those days they don't have phone. Not to even talk about electricity. You get it. So just think about the transportation. You know, if transportation is difficult in Ghana, every part of our economy will be what? Difficult. But in Paul's time, it was not only transportation that was difficult. Communication was also what? Difficult. Amen. Just for you to find out where your fellow, even if your fellow brother is here with you, maybe in Kumasi here with you, you, you can't even know. Even if he's in, in the same street with you, you can't even know. Because you don't have a phone to just speak and call. Amen. So all this difficulty, you know, we have lights. We, go, we can easily turn on our lights and then have good church service. We have speaker and have good sound. You get it? Instruments, play instruments. And people are happy, rejoicing, singing melodiously. It was not like that in the days of Paul. You get it? If we were to do a switch to those days, some people would never be Christians. Because they'll say what? It's too difficult. So when the man apostle Paul said, I have fought a good fight, do you understand what he's talking about? It was not easy. Amen. 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 So now, what makes you a champion is the problem that you overcome. Okay? Do you understand what I'm saying? The weight of the problem or the challenge that you face and you overcame. That makes you a what? A great champion. When you are doing high jump, they will put it in the first round. In the first round of high jump, a lot of people will be contesting. You will get about 20 people. They will all come. Boom. Jump. Oh, they will all go over. <laughs> they are all happy. Then, they will increase it to a different height. Then, they will come again easily, jump over. Then they will increase it again. Then you start to see the men from the what? The boys. <laughs> then the person will go, he will scatter everything. The person comes and says, hey, this one is not easy. You go and scatter everything. So they will be reducing. They will be reducing. Because as the stick is going higher, the jumping becomes what? Difficult. So now, it is only a champion that will what? Remain. So if you get to a point, only three people, they will still raise higher again. 
So the three of them, some will jump, they'll not even get to where the stick is. You get it? Until the last person. You get it? And even the last person, they will continue to try him until he breaks the highest point. Hallelujah. Now, among all of them, who would you say is the champion? You see, the problem that he faced made him a what? A champion. So if someone says, I have fought a good fight, and the person in Ramon says, I have fought a good fight, you should understand. <laughs> so now, when Apostle Paul says, I have fought a good fight, then we know that we have work to what? To do. So, my brother, ministry is not easy. It's not chewing gum. It's not sugar. It's not tea. It's not butter and bread. There are difficulties that we are going to experience. There are difficulties that we are going to face. You get it? Somebody should not say something about you and because of that, I have stopped the ministry. Can you imagine Apostle Paul saying that? Then which good fight have you fought? Somebody insulted you in the church. Somebody, let's say, it is not true. But, for example, someone just insulted you in the church. You say, this church, me back I'm not coming to this church again. No. Do you know why? People like this will run out. Because they have a mindset or they don't even understand the difficulty that is involved in the work of what? Of ministry. Do you get it? If Jesus has run out, who will be saved today? See, let me tell you, I was reading in the book of Matthew, Matthew 26, 27. Jesus Christ was about to face death. He was about to face death. He called James. He called John. And he called Peter. And he took them to the mountain to pray. And Jesus led them there and went further to pray. Do you know what he told Peter, James, and John? He said, he says, my heart is sorrow unto death. How many of you here, you will be sitting down here, and then you know that they want to kill you right now. How would you feel? You know, they have told you that tomorrow is the day you will die. Jesus knew that tomorrow, he, said, he knew that an hour from now, he is going to die. How? How do you expect him to feel? He was a human being. Did you see that? So, and look at the prayer he prayed. He said, My father, if this cup can pass over me, let it pass. Yes. It because the Roman soldiers killing you is worse than anything you can think of. Amen. They are torture and everything. The pain to be called a sinner, something you have not done, to be to be hung on the cross in in Israel is one of the greatest shame. You get it? It's just like it's even more than you get it. Like now, if a policeman just comes to put handcuff in your hand in broad daylight and everybody is watching you, they will think maybe you have not done something bad. You are just a suspect. 
everybody would think that you have done something. And you, how would you feel? So to be put on the Roman cross is one of the most shameful acts. Yet, it is God. But if it is your will, if it is your will, then what? Let your will be what? Be done. Let me drink it. If if it's if it's if it's your will. Amen. So we must understand, we must have a mindset that in the work of ministry we we are in a what? A fight. In the work of ministry, we are in a fight. Amen. So in the work of ministry, we are in a fight. Somebody will hurt you. Somebody will annoy you. Somebody will say things you don't like. Even it can even be the pastor. Because it's not everything that the pastor is 100%. You think that the pastor is just from heaven. No. He's on earth with you. You get it. He said, ah. The pastor has done this to me. So I am going away. You are a disloyal person. Amen. The work of ministry is a fight. Amen. The work of ministry is not easy. You know, I was saying, I was preaching on Sunday, and then a white lady commented on Facebook. Hey, that's oh, that that we should not force people to follow. We should not force people to do something in the church or something like that. I said, do you hear anybody telling anybody to forcing anybody to do this? No. We, we are not forcing anybody in the church to, but what we are saying is this, that following Christ is not what? Easy. Was that not the message? Following Christ is not what? Easy. There are difficulties involved. Amen. I have fought a good fight. He says, I have finished my course. I have, I have finished my course. He says, I have kept the faith. See, he, he went through the fight. He went through it and he came out original. You know, some people, they go through the fight and then they come out proud. They come out destroyed. They come out and they are no longer humble. You know, some ministers, some workers, some pastors, they started very, very humble. But when they start to face the fights, when they begin to face battles, some battles will come like money. When money begins to come to the ministry, then the pastor will begin to be proud. Do you see that? So a fight has come and he could not stand. Apostle Paul said, I have fought the fight. He says, I have finished my course. He says, I have kept the faith. That should be our finishing words. Amen. So now, I want to say something. 
there is something that made Apostle Paul to go through this fight. There is something that made him to go through this fight. It was the zeal, the passion, the desire this man was having for God. Amen. The zeal, the passion, the desire that he was having for God. So even when he was in a ship and then the, the ship wrecked, even when they stole him and he was wounded, every time the man still stood up and said, I will preach the gospel. It is a what? A desire. It is a what? A passion. It was a zeal. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So listen, zeal is the response to the things of God in your life. Zeal is how you how you respond to the things of God in your life. Amen. How do you respond to the things of God? It will show you the zeal that you are having for God. Amen. How do you respond when it's time for prayer? It shows you the zeal that you have for prayer. How do you respond when it's time for evangelism? It shows you the zeal that you have for evangelism. Amen. How do you respond when you have been called for a meeting? It shows you the zeal that you have for that meeting. Hallelujah. So zeal is the way you respond to the things of God. Amen. So now listen to me. Zeal is not a fruit of the Spirit. Okay? Zeal it's not a gift. It's not a gift that you have. Zeal is not a fruit of the spirit. It's not a gift that you have. You get it? You know, you have love, you have, but zeal it comes as a responsibility. Zeal is a choice. Amen. 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 Look at the book of Romans, chapter 12, verse 11. Romans. Romans, chapter 12, verse 11. It says, let's start from verse 10, okay, to make it easier. It says, be kindly affectionate, sorry, be kindly affectionate one to another with brotherly love in Hannah, preferring one another. Verse 11, not slothful, not slothful in business. It says, fervent in spirit. Fervent in spirit, serving the Lord. Amen. Amen. He says, You should not be slothful in the things of God. You are not slothful in business. He says, Fervent. You know, I gave you the Greek word for that word one time. How many of you remember? Something like spotizo or so. I can't really remember that now. Something like spotizo or so. You get it? It means boiling hot. You get it? It means what? Boiling hot. To be boiling hot. Amen. You know, when you put water on fire and then it starts boiling, 
the Bible is telling you that you should be boiling hot. Hallelujah. That is a zeal. You should be boiling. Hallelujah. You know that that water will continue to boil as long as the fire is there. Hallelujah. So now, listen to me very well. As you learn to meet God every day, as you learn to meet God every day, you see, God, we call it a consuming fire. It means that God is the source of our zeal. So as I learn to meet God every day, as I connect myself to God, what am I doing? I start to boil hot. Hallelujah. As I give myself to prayer in the morning, what am I doing? I am channeling myself to the source of the zeal. So what does it do? It starts making me to what? To boil. Hallelujah. It makes me to what? To boil. Hallelujah. You know, that is why some Christians are called. They are very, very cold. Not just cold. Very, very cold. Because they don't know a God. They don't know the God that they say. They don't, they don't spend time in prayer. They don't talk to Him. Don't talk to Him. On their own, they never spend time. You get it? You must do these things on your own. Hallelujah. Not only when you come to death. These things keep you what? Boiling. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. So it says, fervent in spirit. That is the way we serve God. How do we serve God? Fervent in spirit. Boiling hot. Amen. Amen. So, you know, some people can be so zealous for unnecessary things. So zealous for things that are not important. Listen. The most disappointing thing for a Christian, the most disappointing thing for a Christian is to do efficiently what he's not even supposed to be doing. The most disappointing thing for a Christian is to do what? Efficiently. To do something well. He gets it. He has done it well. What is not supposed to be what? Doing. For example, you have been given five questions in exams. And then the examiner put it under the instruction. He says, do not answer question five. You know, some examiners, they know that you don't read instructions. They know. <laughs> A lot of people don't read instructions. <laughs> answer some, they will say, answer it in the booklet. And these people, they, they even confuse a lot of, um, of students. They will say, okay, do not answer question 5. And then you just, don't be surprised. Question 5 will be the simplest of all the questions. <laughs> So after the exam, some people just come. Ah, I did everything. I did everything, even question five. Ah, in fact, question five, the way I did it, in fact, all my marks will come from question five. And then another person say, Ah, are you not? Are you having the answer book, booklet here? You say yes. Okay. Now open the answer booklet and read the instruction. Do not answer question. Yeah. <laughs> now you can see how useless. His answers have been. And maybe he used one hour on question five. Now, that's what I'm saying. When a Christian puts all his zeal in the wrong channel, you know, the zeal 
I preach some people who call themselves Christians, the zeal in which they used to support my youth. Even my youth is not the best thing. The zeal at which they used to support my youth. Or just, you will be wondering, or in my even though it's the one that pays me most. The zeal, even if it is better, it is better. The zeal to use to support Real Madrid or Juventus. You get it? <laughs> Amen. Amen. No, I'm trying to say that we should not put our zeal in the wrong channel. Amen. So all that zeal that I use to support those unnecessary, unprofitable things, bring it, channel it for evangelism. Channel it for what? For prayer. Channel it for organization of the house of God. Hallelujah. So I say again, the most disappointing thing for a Christian is to do efficiently what needs not to be what? Done. So when he, he gets to heaven finally, he will be wearing Barca jersey or Matthew jersey. <laughs> and God will say, ah, you, you even brought your jersey here. <laughs> this place, there's no stadium here. We better go back. <laughs> Amen. Amen. So, we must learn. Another thing is this point to note now is to maintain your passion when condition changes. We must learn to maintain our zeal, the passion that we have for God. You know, one thing about condition is this even the wealthy musicians sing that no condition is what? Permanent. It tells you that in this world, conditions usually what? Change. Conditions usually what? Change. You know, just just look at something. Every day we get the opportunity to use the speaker. Every day we get the opportunity to use lights. And then, the day that there is no speaker, the day that there is no lights, then we say there is no service. It means there was no zeal for service at all. Amen. Amen. So, we must learn to maintain our zeal, our passion, when the condition changes. Amen. We must learn to do that. Amen. Please, you understand what I'm saying? I just gave a good example on light, on electricity. You get it? So, condition is not always permanent. Sometimes it will be good. Sometimes it will be bad. But your passion, your zeal must not what change. If your zeal, if your passion always change with your condition, it means you have no zeal. You have no what? Zeal. You get it? So the man apostle Paul was a good example. You get it? The time that he was bound, he was he was preaching the gospel. When he was not bound, he was preaching the gospel. When they captured him, he was preaching the gospel. In fact, he was preaching even to soldiers. 
Amen. This man's zeal never went down. Amen. Amen. You know, somebody might just want to start something. Maybe you want to start um, morning prayers. Okay? Morning prayers. Every morning, the person wants to start morning prayers. And then, all of a sudden, something just happens. Maybe he started working. Maybe the person was not working before. And all of a sudden, he started working. Then, he said, no, this morning prayer, you cannot do, you cannot stand. Let me put it in the night. He will put it in the night. In the night when he comes back, he's tired. So, the person does not even pray at all. Morning, no prayer. Night, no prayer. Why? Work has started. Okay. Manager, you have gone to work the next day. Manager has sacked you. Okay, my friend, pack your load and go. We don't need your service in this place anymore. The person goes, he comes back home. The person will say, Eradi Yesu, all of my God. He will start praying the afternoon. Every afternoon was not his plan. Then he will start praying morning prayer, afternoon prayer, evening prayer. By the time he gets up again, oh yeah. For the first one week, he may want to do as if he's faithful. So ah, he will be there. God, I will show you that even if as I've gotten this job, I will show you that I can pray. He'll be praying, praying. After one week, the following week, he go back to his office again. No morning prayer, no night prayer. That is not zeal. Amen. Amen. We should learn to make sure that our zeal will stand the test of time. Amen. So, when conditions change, your passion, your zeal should remain unchanged. Amen. Now, another thing is this. Change of condition and change of time is the test of character. Change of condition. When condition change and when time change is when people would know how strong you are or how weak you are. So the the true test of character is change of what? Condition. Amen. So somebody who is zealous, when conditions change, his character is zealous. You know, some people when they don't when they don't have car, they don't have house, they don't have money, they are very, very humble. They can be so humble. And you will think that they cannot even insult a lady. And you will think that they cannot even talk to a lady anyhow. For men, there is no man. You get it? So humble. Oh. But the day that a cow will come, the day that money will come, the day that he will get private jets, a pastor, when he gets private jets, he will announce it. Facebook page, I have bought my latest private jet. 
faster. Your greatest achievement is now a what? Private jet. You get it? So, they are walking step. Everything will change. I'm telling you. You should never be like that. When money comes, it should not change your character. When opportunities come, it should not change your character. Stay humble as you have been. Amen. You know what you are saying? If you don't experience it, you don't be saying, oh, when it comes, I will. But now, you are learning it so that you prepare your mind for it. Amen. That is why you, some people who have gone to universities, you know, when they have not started university, they say their English, hello, how are you? Oh, I'm fine. When they just start university, ah, hi, hi, hello, hello, Ibu, Ibu, Ibu. So it is when something nice have come, they will just show themselves. This one makes me laugh. <laughs> and and you know the funny thing? It's not as if they have made their father president or, or their mother national supervisor. Or even Coco Ball Crack. You get it? Not that they have won anybody to know. Just because you are not you are not in your one. You get it? So I want to tell you something. As Christians, good times will come. There are times will come when you get to one million. And then your pastor will call you. Hello? Please, you are needed. I will say, who is needed? Who, 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 who is needed? Please, please, please. I will come, I will come, I will come. You just end the phone. You don't know. You don't know the money in my pocket. Even all your church, all your church, and the church, the speakers, everything is not the money yet. Remember it. Then you, when you are not having anything, you are having only one girlfriend. Now you have something. The girlfriends have become two, three, four. Because women, where there is money. Yes, yes, attraction for women. Where money day, attraction day. If you are not putting on good clothes, nice clothes, nice shoes, and everything, oh, they'll never look at you. Look at you for what? But when things begin to change, then they'll start telling you, hey, Uncle Samuel, I like this your top That is the way they are starting. That is just the way they are starting. I like this your top Ah, this I should get you buy from. Before you know, you see, 
will come and visit you. <laughs> when they say I will come and visit you, be preparing yourself for um, 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 a promise ring. Because that will be the next thing that you will buy. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Amen. Amen. So, somebody like this, money is coming, women is coming, car is coming. How can, you know, if it's somebody who is not strong in the law, his zeal, his passion will what? Will go down. Amen. 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 So, anybody can say he is humble. Let money come. Okay? Anybody can say he is good. Let money come. Anybody can say he can give. Let money come. Amen. So, change of condition and change of time is the true test of of character. Amen. Amen. So, we should know that serving God is not what? Bread and butter. It's not chocolate. Amen. It's what? Difficult. So, we must learn to stay same. Amen. We should learn to what? Stay same. We can learn to stay firm when we learn to meet God every day. See, let me tell you, as Christians, there are some things that protect you. There are some things that guide you. As, as you are in church, listening to instructions, these are one of the things that protect you. Yes. As you come to church, listening to instructions, it's one of the things that protect you. That keeps you. You get it? But if you are spending your time in somewhere else, instead of you being in church, it is weakening you. You get it? As you do it continuously, continuously, continuously. So, when there is a change of condition, would you be able to stand? No. You have not really been firm. You get it? So, coming to church is a way of protection. So, the local church is a place of protection. So, when we gather like this, we find strength. Amen. Amen. You know, some people notice, notice, a backslider. I have taught this before. Somebody would would have left the church a long time before he finally leaves. How? He's no longer coming for meeting. No longer coming for meeting. No longer coming for meeting. And when you ask, he will tell you, Oh, I am doing this. I am doing that. I am doing this. The devil is wise. What you are doing may be genuine. What you are doing may be true. But let me tell you, it is not helping you. Amen. Before you know, boom, you are out. That is the way fall begins. That is the way people fall. That is why we must advise ourselves. That is why Apostle Paul said that we should not neglect the coming together of ourselves. Very, very important. Very, very. Amen. So, now, there are some things that you begin to notice when your zeal has gone down. 
There are some things you begin to notice. For example, the way you pray, the way if you are if you are a person who usually lead prayer, you usually lead worship. If your zeal have come down, this is a sign you used to know. You will be afraid. You you have a kind of fear, and you will be timid. You will be cool. It's a physical manifestation of what has occurred inside. You will just be cool. Let's pray. Let's pray. Pray, 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 pray. He will not pray. He will say, pray, 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 pray. Instead of praying, he will spend 20 minutes singing. Holy Lord, Holy Lord, Holy Lord. Prayer, 5 minutes. Singing, 20 minutes. Is and you are coming to live prayer. Ah, it shows that zeal has what gone down. Amen. Amen. And then another day, the same person is coming to live prayer. Come out to all the top, and you see that everybody is praying. Everybody is praying now. There is a difference between the two. The first guy was not having zeal, but the second guy is having what? Zeal. And this is what is needed in the what? In the church. Somebody coming to lead worship. Jesus Christ! You will see a strong voice, very bold and confident. Jesus Christ! And then another time. Come and leave worship. Oh, it's time for worship, okay. <laughs> it's time for worship. In fact, no more song. All the song in the mind. Oh. The person is not thinking. You know, when you begin to struggle for a song, is a sign that your zeal has what? Gone down. Amen. So, if you are leading prayer, you usually lead prayer, you usually sing, if you have noticed these things anytime, you should, not, you should know whether I'm lying or I'm saying the truth. You get it. You should know whether I'm lying or I'm saying the truth. You get it. You get it. So, we must learn to maintain the word, the zeal. The way to serve God is what? Boiling hot. Amen. So, that is one of the symptoms that shows that ah, this zeal is what? Going down. And if, if your zeal is going down and then a brother comes to you, or a friend comes to you, the way you led worship today, I think something is wrong. If a brother or a sister comes to you that way, the first thing to do, don't fight, don't argue. Think about it. Go home, think about it. The moment you say, it's not true, it's not true, it's not true, it is pride. You get it? Because you cannot see yourself very, very well. It is people that can watch you. And tell you, 
You get it? So if somebody comes to me, Pastor Philip, in fact, the way you preach the word of God today, I don't think you have been reading your Bible. It's okay. Pastor Philip, you need to work much more. In fact, the fire has gone down. The fire has gone down. Somebody can come to me like that and tell me. Pastor Philip, no, today it's, it's not. It's not. It's not. Fire up. You can do better. You get it? In a local church, people should be able to do that. We should be able to watch each other's back. You get it? Because we are one family. And if you are being corrected, you should not see it as maybe no. You get it? If somebody doesn't want it, doesn't want you to be good, the person will not come and tell you. You get it? So we should learn to accept what? Correction. You get it? So if you have not even gone to any church member since you have started this church. If you have not gone to any church member and said, Ah, sister, you need to do something about this. Or, brother, I notice you have not been in church. What is the problem? It means that you are not doing wrong. Because you are not caring. You don't care about other people. If they are not in the church, go to, sister, why have you not been in the church? Brother, why have you not been in the church? He gets it. But just imagine, oh, wherever I you here, just imagine some people they have not been in the church, oh, and you, you are in the same church with them, and maybe you meet them. You people, you don't even discuss about church. Everything you discuss about is the things of the world. You who have been coming to church and the best who have not been coming to church are all the ones the same. It means that they are all cold. The person that is coming to church, he doesn't see any reason why he's going to church. That the other person should also what? Come. Do you get it? So, in church, in the local church, we, we, we watch one another's back. You get it? It's not that you just go and sit down, you know, go and stay somewhere and talking about it. Does it solve any problem? Say it at the back of the person. Does it solve any problem? No, it doesn't solve any problem. The best thing is to approach the person and tell the person. You get it? When we do things this way, the local church will last long. Amen. Amen. So we should learn to accept correction. It should be a way to keep our zeal going up. Amen. Amen. And another thing is this. Laziness and, le- and neglect. When we begin to be lazy and to neglect, you get it? You ask yourself, when was the last time did I study my Bible on my own? And I did it for one week continuously. When was the last time that I chose to fast on my own? When you begin to neglect Bible study, listen very well. 
Please listen very well. When you begin to neglect Bible study, private Bible study, personal Bible study, you begin to neglect it. Personal fasting, you begin to neglect it. Personal prayer, you begin to neglect it. It means your zeal has gone down or it is off. Amen. And I said something last week. I said, a Christian without no zeal is going nowhere. A Christian without zeal is going nowhere. Amen. Amen. So, you begin to take on these things. You take the time you come to church. Around what time do I come to church? Am I consistent with my with the time I go to church? Do I always come to church on time? You get it? When listen, one of the another way of taking your zeal is the time you come to church. You must know this truth very, very well. Because I have passed through it. I have passed through it. I have noticed that when I was younger. When I was on fire, I was always the first person to be in the church. We may be having all night by five o'clock. I am in the church. You get it? By six o'clock, I'm in the church. And I'm not just be in the church, I will be fasting. Those times I can see that ah, my zeal is high. But when I devil, all night, yes, all night. I don't think today I will go. Those times my zeal has gone down. The passion for God has gone down. Brothers, sisters, these are things that you ought to check. These are things that you ought to check. So, you don't need to stay in this position for too long. When you discover that your zeal is going down, hey, you find people, you find people whose zeal are up and you stay close to them. Because iron sharpens what? Iron. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Another thing I will round up here is your desires. You know, as as I was preparing this message, the Lord spoke to me concerning desire. He said, He said, we should watch. Desires that can make us begin to move away from him and his work. The Lord said, we should watch desires that can make us begin to move away from him and his work. There are some desires that can begin to make us move away from God. Amen. It is not every desire that we should accept. What do I mean by desire? Maybe you, a Christian, you have been given a new job. What is this job you have been given? A job in the drinking spots. And as a Christian, they said they will pay you 5,000 Ghana. And you said, yes, yes, yes. Jobs like that. You need to watch them. They can make you move away from the world. The Lord and his what? His work. 
He did not just say he, he moved. You know, some people they can even move away from the Lord and move away from his work. Some people they can move away from the Lord but still in the work. But this one, you move away from the Lord and even you move away from his work. True desires. Amen. Amen. Watch desires very well. It's not every desire that we should follow. The Lord said some desires are strange. It's, it will come as if like you've never done them before, you've never known them before. Some desires are strange. All of a sudden, all of a sudden, you want to start and um, maybe you have a certain way of dressing, or let me say dressing, or maybe you have a certain way of, let me say, um, not to lie use. You know, something like the latest trend, latest trend. Okay, you know there was a time we were talking about old school, old school, old school, and then new school came. <laughs> you get it? We should watch those kind of desires. They say, ah, this is the latest style, this is the latest dress. You get it? And you don't, you can't afford it. This is the latest shoe, latest shoe. And then all of a sudden you want to follow it. You want to put yourself in. Those things, as simple as they are, they are the first step. You know, when you want to move away from God, it's not big to do. It is just, it's not from little things. You get it? You have put on that hair. Someone said, beautiful girl with a beautiful sky. Ah! It enters your head. Ah! The dress fits me well, though. The hair fits me well. The shoe fits me well. Ah! All of a sudden, it's getting into your head. Your walking style has changed because you know that you are beautiful now. You are not easy. Hey, hey, hey. Brothers, sisters, take your what? Desires. Some desires are strange. All of a sudden, you want to have the latest phone, latest phone, latest phone. Use the one you are having. Be contented with what you have. So now, because of latest, 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 you are not contented with the money that you are having anymore. You now want a bigger man. So even when an opportunity opens from a wrong source, what, what you will do? You will what? You will go. Amen. So now, your desires will lead you to new relationships. It will lead you to new relationships. Your friends will begin to change. Your friends will begin to change. And listen, when people who are not in your church or people who are not Christians, those are the people you spend, you start, you have started spending much time with. You are on the road to zero zero. People who, when you stay with them, after you finish, you feel like 
going to look for girls. People that after you have finished talking to them, when you finish, you feel like going to fight somebody. People that after you sit down and talk to them, after you finish, you have started hating somebody. People that after you finish sitting and finish talking to them, you feel like stopping heads. This kind of people, you have to stay away from them. You don't have to spend time with them. Your time is expensive. Your time is very, very much. Catch these people. See, because these people, they will reduce your zeal. So choose the type of people that you want. Choose the type of friend that you want. Don't just allow some people to just come into your life like that. You will notice that there are some people that whenever they are with you, there is a particular kind of discussion you will be discussing. Have you noticed that? So whenever they call you, there is a kind of particular discussion they will be discussing. Even on Facebook or on WhatsApp, their, their own discussion is always different. Do they ask you about your spiritual life? Did they say, brother, did you go to church? Are you praying? These kind of people, they will make your zeal words go down. They, they will not advise you. No advice. Just talking, 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 talking. As if talking will save anybody. Beloved, watch your friends. Watch your what? Friends that they come to you. When they leave you, you are cold. But let me tell you, when you meet people and then they leave you, you spend time with them. And when they leave, you are inspired to go to church. You are inspired to pray. You are inspired to study the word of God. You are challenged to do something for God. Brother, these are right friends. Stay with them. And the Lord told me something. He said, He said, Your relationship will construct your eternity. You have to write it down. Your relationship will construct. So when you're writing it down, you write it like this My relationship will construct my eternity. My relationship will construct my eternity. So the kind of relationship you will keep will determine the kind of eternity you have. If you are around people who are cold, it will tell you the kind of eternity you have. If you are around people who are on fire, it will show you the kind of eternity that you have. So be wise in choosing your friends. Don't stay with people who will make you grow cold. Says, iron sharpens iron. Hey, hey, hey. So you have to watch your friends very well. Because listen, listen. Maybe you have a very, very good desire. You have good desires. But when these people come on you, the type of desires and ideas they will have, they will begin to transport it to you. For example, 
I discovered network ma- network marketing some time ago. I I got into it. I saw the way that thing was. I said no, this one cannot be the job of a pastor. Everything about them is motivation. They will give you books that you should be reading that will motivate you so that you can sell their products. Is that not foolishness? They are just motivating you to sell their products. And a friend of mine, she's in Christ Embassy. Of recent, she has joined them. And then the things that she used to post on WhatsApp have changed. Right now, what she has said posting? Motivation. If you go up, you will continue going up. Keep on looking up, don't look down. You can overcome any obstacle, no matter what. If people say they will not follow you, don't worry, just keep on going. You will find people at the front. <laughs> hey! Somebody I know who loves the Holy Spirit, who filled with the Holy Ghost, has become a what? Motivational what? speaker. It will motivate you. So that what? You can build more team. You can get more network. You know that in this networking business, you can easily be discouraged. Because when you go to this one, you say, he will not join. You go to this, you say, he will not join. You go to this, he will not join. And you only have one member in your, in, in your own team. It discourages you. So they'll be giving you quotes, motivational quotes. Or they'll be training you how to speak. And because you want more team, because you want more money, that will be your whole job. You will never walk about to do for, to, to go out for evangelism, to talk like the way you talk for your products. Your products have now replaced your Jesus. So, the good news you have brought is no longer Jesus. It's now what? Products. In fact, my products can make you look younger. My product can make you look more beautiful. It can make you look slimmer. I'm not saying that the business is bad, but I'm saying if you are a Christian and you put yourself in this, you are doomed. I'm telling you, you should find other businesses that will help you. Amen. I should not spend time talking about things that my Jesus. I should not be motivated to talk about these things that will perish. We talk about people body, people body. This way it will build your body. It will make you this. It will make you fresh. And then when they die, they take their body to heaven. No. So, brothers, we must be wise. So, somebody like this now, if the person is my friend, every day we tell me about it. I should come and join. I should come and join. Maybe the friend I say no. If I still keep this person as my friend, and they will change my mind. Maybe as I see that the person I've said making thousand four hundred Ghana cities in a month. Thousand five hundred cities in a in a year. Two billion. They have given him a cow. You know how many of you have been to this this networking seminar? They will they will get some people that they have given cats. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. 
So we have more things to do than these physical things. Amen. Instead of motivating people for things, let's motivate people for God. Amen. So we should watch the, the relationships that we keep. Amen. So let's notice as we are living here today, go and tell through your contacts. This one, he made me go and look for women. Delete. Make me go and look for women. Delete. He made me talk about alcohol. Delete. He made me talk about money. Delete. These ones will not add value in my life. Delete all of them from your contacts. People that will build you spiritually, let them be around you. And you have a wonderful and eternal, blissful, eternal eternity. Hallelujah. 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 My life will not be wasted. My life will not be wasted. I will be effective. I will fight the good fight. My zeal will not go down. Ah, my zeal will keep on burning. In the name of Jesus. Even if it is difficult, I will not allow the condition to determine my character. I will not allow the condition to determine how I will act in the name of Jesus. Leave the bones of the bread and 